Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Welcome to Cavs HQ on the Elkinel Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. Tonight, we take a listen back to Mike Snyder's interview with Cavalier legends Junas Ilgowskis on the eve of Z's jersey retirement at the Q. Now, here's your host, Mike Snyder. Z, I'm going to start out this conversation by saying congratulations. Thank you. You know, having your number retired as a player in any sport is really the highest honor. When, when you first heard about it, what went through your mind? Uh, I, I was humbled. That was the first thing. Uh, couldn't believe it at first, and uh, when I thought about it, uh, the guys that I played with and the stuff that I went through, it, uh, for somebody to think that high of me, it was really humbling experience first, and then uh, obviously happy and excited, and uh, you know all the hard work being rewarded, uh, but humbling, humbling experience. To see. Well, we've known you as a humble man, and it's a journey, as you mentioned. And I guess you pause and reflect, and we want to talk a little bit about that journey as we've gotten to know you. And, and Z, of course, uh, you're, you're a native of uh, Kaunas, Lithuania. Yes. C- growing up, was basketball always your thing? Did you always love basketball? Uh, basketball was always in the picture. Uh, it was hard not to. Uh, people know anything about our country. It's a small country. It's only 3 million people. But one thing we do well is play basketball. And... Uh, you know, kids start at an early age, uh, you know, the boys, all the boys play. And uh, we told people in general, we more towards Scandinavian side. So all our women and men are taller than average. So when you go to Lithuania, it's a lot of tall, blonde, blue eye people <laughs> walking around. Uh, and just the tradition, you know, we won a European championship, I think, in 1937 and 1939 before the, the Soviet Union was created. So. I uh, just growing up, you know, I uh, played a lot of sports. I played soccer, played basketball, played volleyball, uh, hockey in the winter. But uh, basketball was always the main, the main sport. Now, did you sprout up in terms of your height? How how young were you when you had that that growth spurt? Yeah, my dad. You know, one of the big reasons was my father. He really loved basketball, so he really pushed me towards it. And uh, and he took me to the practice where uh, my age group wasn't even created yet. I, had, I was like six years old or something, so I had to practice with the eight-year-olds, um, two years old, until they created my age group. And uh, I was, you know, I was similar size as everybody, didn't stick out as much. Uh, 
maybe I was a little bit technical, but better because I played a lot and, and, and my dad, you know, took me to a lot of private lessons. So, you know, I could dribble and shoot at that age. Uh, but the size-wise, I was about the same. Uh, the physically, I was behind. So when all the other kids in middle school started growing and getting a little bit bigger, I, I didn't. I was skinny. I was really skinny. So I went from playing a point guard. I grew a little bit to small forward. They moved me to uh, try to make me a center at first, but I couldn't. I was just too weak. They moved me back to a, a power forward. So I struggled a lot. I um, you know, I, I went from being the best player on the team early on because I was just more advanced to really end of the bench when I was 14, 15. I wasn't playing a lot because I was just so physically behind and it was hard. You know, I quit basketball for about a year, 10 months because I just wasn't getting any enjoyment and it took away so much time. And, you know, teenage boys at that time, you have different interests <laughs> and you want to hang out with your friends. And, you know, the school that I went to, we practiced twice a day and it was a private school and it was hard academically and a lot of basketball time travel. So I just felt like I didn't have as much freedom, uh, you know, and the year that I quit, I walked away from basketball when I was 15. I skyrocketed in the summer. Like I grew up in like six or seven inches and when I came back to school the next year, the coach saw me. He's like, well, you, you got to come back. You, know? you, no choice, <laughs> you got no you? choice. So they talked me into it. And, uh, you know, not only grew height-wise, but I started filling up a little bit. And, you know, people, when I just throw me around all over the court, I was able to stand up for myself and got more enjoyment out of the game. Um, all my high school teammates, you know, we had a good team. We had Two guys played in the NBA beside me. There were like another four guys, one to Division One basketball schools. So we had a really good team. We enjoyed playing together, uh, going to school together. So it was just, uh, I'm glad that I went back and, you know, obviously growth spurt helped and everything else. But uh, I'm glad that I, you know, stuck with this game. You know, I want to continue on the basketball progression, but talk about life in Lithuania at that time in your youth. Well, we were part of Soviet Union when I was born, and, you know, life was okay. Uh, everybody kind of lived simple, similar life. Nobody had really any money. Nobody was really starving, but everybody was li right, a little bit above poverty line, I would guess. You know, my mom was, uh, my mom was an architect. Uh, she went to two colleges, got, you know, two degrees. She, she had a good job. Uh, and Soviet Union, you know, they needed a lot more buildings and everything else back in the day. So, so she she was doing well. My dad was a uh, my dad was a uh, ten years older than my mom. So uh, he was a military guy. He was in the Navy for a long time. He got out. His family is one of eleven kids. They're from a little village just on South Konas. Really poor family. Never had any education. My dad, I think, uh, finished third grade, and then his parents took him out, and he just went to work and they just kind of got by. He went to the you know, Navy and just got out. Uh, he was um, a truck driver for a long time and uh, just lived a simple life. Me and my sister, she was seven years older. I mean, younger, she was seven years younger. And really, uh, you know, it's, uh, it was in the 80s and in the 90s and the life was just okay in the Soviet Union, you know, until we, until we got our independence. Mm -hmm. But uh, I had a normal childhood. It doesn't matter, you know, I was 
did the same things all the other kids did and got in trouble and <laughs> was an average student and you know to to my mom was well finally she won and she made me improve my grades uh what was your favorite subject history okay. i love history yeah the education was important to my mom not that much to my father but <laughs> he thought it, it was always uh he always said that you know you have a chance you have a chance if you just keep on working and my mom would always used to say, she goes, you know how, what a percentage of chances of people making NBA or in general making a living from basketball? She goes, I hate to tell you, it's probably not going to happen, so you got to hit the books. And I want to tell her that she told me that. She's like, I never said that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, education was important to her. It still is, very much so. We'll be back with more of Cavs legends Adrunas Ilkowskis right here on the Elkanel Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. It's time for some basketball at the game, on TV, even online. Spectrum TV has over 200 channels available, including all your basketball favorites, so you can see every shot, assist, and block in high definition. And with Spectrum TV, you also get access to the Spectrum TV app, so you can watch a game in any room on multiple devices. Spectrum TV, it's the ultimate slam dunk. Call 844-352-2999 and get Spectrum now. Restrictions apply, call for details. Suspect a natural gas leak? Dominion Energy Ohio reminds you, first, move your feet, then call when you're down the street. To help you smell a gas leak, a familiar odor like rotten eggs is added to natural gas. Or you might see blowing dirt or bubbling water. A leaking pipeline might also make a hissing sound that you can hear. Call the Ohio Utilities Protection Service by dialing 811 at least two working days before digging on your property. And if you suspect a gas leak, call Dominion Energy Ohio. Visit dominionenergy.com, keyword natural gas safety. My mom has a permanently stuck in the 80s thing. We're talking teased up feathered hair, acid washed denim jacket, and shoulder pads. So many shoulder pads. But I just got a new phone from AT&T, and check this out. I got a second phone to gift my mom. So now, she can finally ditch her old one for a phone that can actually stream all the 80s shows she loves. Come into an AT&T store and find out how to get a smartphone on us. AT&T, more for your thing, that's our thing. See store for details. When flu season rears its aching, coughing, sneezing, feverish head, protect yourself, your loved ones, and your coworkers by getting your flu shot today at Discount Drug Mart. Flu shots at Drug Mart are easy and convenient. Walk-ins are welcome, and all pharmacists in all locations are prepared to immunize you during pharmacy hours. Most insurance is accepted with a zero copay for most Medicare, Medicaid, or Medical Mutual of Ohio patients. The flu can end with you at Discount Drug Mart. Your lawn is where life happens, and Cub Cadet wants to help you make the most of it by offering exceptional financing on our lineup of residential zero-turn mowers. From the steering wheel control of the RZT SX zero-turn with zero learning curve to the unbeatable strength of the Lap Bar Control Z-Force LX mower, these mowers are sure to help you bring your lawn to life. Visit CubCadetDealers.com slash to find your local independent dealer and take advantage of this exceptional offer. Cub Cadet, proud partner of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Offer subject to credit approval. Some restrictions apply. See store associate for details. Now back to more of Cavs legends of Drunas Ilgowskis right here on Cavs HQ. You know, Z, when, now you progress, and I just think now you have that growth spurt. Was it NBA that drove you, that, that you thought about then, or was, was it just being part of the national team? What was on your mind in terms of the next level for you? It was more of a natural progression, I think. Um, first was, you know, I started 
playing professional when I was 16. So I played both for my high school team and a professional team at that point. So it was uh, just kind of progressing through through the team. You know, I was at the end of the bench. They got into rotation because you play against grown men and you're 16, 17 years old. It's hard to do. Then the starting lineup um, got caught an eye of national team coaches. And then, you know, maybe like 18, 19 years old, started dreaming about NBA a little bit. Um, I didn't think I was good enough. You know, they would show one game back home, like a game of the week. And in the day, it was um, NBA. And, you know, they would pick like a four overtime game and guys would dunk him from free throw line. And, uh, you know, basketball, especially back those days in NBA was more fundamentally sound. So you would see the ball movement, athleticism, everything else. And I was like, there's no way, you know, <laughs> like, there's no way I can keep up with those guys. And, um, you know, obviously you never know till you try it. But uh, when I graduated high school, I started hearing little whispers and some scouts came to Lithuania to see me and everything else. Uh, and that's when I started thinking that maybe what, what was that like when you, hey, the NBA scouts taking a look at me, all of us, here you are, you know, you're out there playing and, and they're here watching me. What was that first experience like? Uh, it was, uh, it made me nervous. It was, you know, I just, I wanted so bad to make it to the NBA. Everybody did, but it was almost seemed so unattainable goal. There were, you know, back in the day, it was mid-90s, there were only so few guys that stuck in the NBA. And then some really good players, like legendary players, came from Europe and never were able to establish themselves. They had to go back. And here I am at 18, 19 years old. You know, I'm like, well, do I even have a chance? So uh, for me, it was uh, more of a just a waiting experience and uh, seeing uh, seeing if, if any team catches my eye. We went on a couple tours to the United States with uh, to play college teams. And I had some good games and good colleges. That caught you know I a few people more, and they came uh, and saw some games in Lithuania. But still, there was uh, not like right now. There was a little bit of a teams were a little bit hesitant with the European players. You know, you were labeled soft. You were labeled this. You couldn't break the cultural barriers. You know, a lot of times guys say, "Well, the Europeans come here and they would not embrace the American culture, the way of living. They miss their hometown. They miss their food. They miss their people. You know, so they never would stick up. They kind of create an island by themselves and, and never were able to flourish. So I think there was some hesitation in that. And the draft that I was drafted in 96, I mean, there was, I think there was the record set at the time, the Europeans that were taken. I mean, that was the first year that a lot of guys came in and got drafted in the first round. You know, you mentioned your, your tour, and, and, and I guess I would ask you, I, I heard about a game you had against Kentucky, and I, I think you opened a lot of eyes there. I think I remember Wayne Embry talking about it and uh, Mike Fratello even. Uh, you opened some eyes. Did you know that night that, hey, I had a pretty good night? You know, the funny story is we played uh, – we played Vanderbilt. Well, I didn't know anything about colleges, like who's good, who's bad. Like, they all were the same to me. We would walk into arena and look if it was 20,000 people arena. We're like, okay, this team must be pretty good. If we walk in, it was 5,000. We're like, all right, maybe we can take these guys. Because, you know, none of us knew how good these teams were. And we played, uh, I think we played Wild Paraiso the night before. There were some scouts at the game. And we won, and I had a great game. 26 point whatever. So I'm like really happy. And, you know, Everything that so uh, there were some scouts and we go out after the game because we're not supposed to travel till the next day to Kentucky by bus. 
And I didn't know a lot of scouts that came to see me play. They came back to the hotel. They wanted to, to meet me, to see me, this and that. And all my, me and my teammates, we went out. So guys had a few beers. This and that, we come back late. The team president is crazy. You know, he's screaming, what are you doing? You're going to waste your future. These are kind of, I'm like, I don't know. Like, what's the So I never spoke with the scouts. Because they got mad and they left. They think you're so unprofessional. I'm like, <sighs> so the next day we're given a bus and we're driving to Kentucky. And the coach comes and goes, look. You guys already made a mess. Don't mess this up. You got to play well. And then we get to Kentucky. Now is the team that won a championship in that year or the next year. Win the Blues in the game by a lot. But I played well, thankfully. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think after that game, even, you know, because the competition was so close to the NBA, a lot of those guys got drafted. So after that game, I think everybody kind of said, well, you know, maybe he, he can play because, you know, I, I came in and, and perform well. Then 1996, the draft comes along and your name is called by the Cleveland Cavaliers. What went through your mind that night? Uh, it was just hectic. You know, I was, uh, I was in the United States for a month before the draft happened. I went to a Chicago pre-draft camp and then I did 15 or 16 individual workouts all over the country, uh, somewhere twice, and just lived out of my bag, <laughs> traveled by myself, didn't speak much of an English. So by the time I got to New Jersey for the draft, my head was spinning, I was so tired. And my name, because of my injury history and people not knowing if I'm going to be able to compete physically, I was really skinny at the time. So I was fluctuating on the draft, like depending which newspaper you read or where you looked, I was all the way from top five to not even getting drafted in the first round to again, like back and forth. Uh, I wasn't in great shape because I was just coming off the injury. So a lot of pre-draft workouts, you know, I didn't, I couldn't show what I could do. I was, you know, I was dragging with my wind a little bit, and I just, you know, so some of the workouts went that great, and people started saying, eh, maybe, you know, he's not that, not that good, and you know, and I started dropping. You can see during the draft the players that were taken in the draft, and. Uh, I really thought I was going to New York because New York had a 18, 19, and 21st pick right in the middle. Cleveland had 20, and I worked out twice for New York and had good workouts and everything else. And for some reason, I just like I came on there. But then, you know, when the picks came in, they took I forgot who, but took, took two different players. And uh, you know, my agent got a phone call right before the pick and said Cleveland's taking. That was Wayne. And uh, you know, I was the first. First Lithuanian draft in the first round, the highest pick, and uh, you know, first round for what what it's worth, guarantees some protection and gives you, you know, gives at least few years to show what you can. A lot of guys that get drafted in the second round, they don't get as much of a chance, so that was important. Uh, and uh, you know, I didn't know anything of the city, uh, didn't know much of a team, uh, didn't know who was on the team. Um, Spend the night and the next morning flew into Cleveland and uh, you know the rest the rest is well documented history. We'll be back with more of Cavs Legends of Drunas Ilkowskis right here on the Elkanel Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. Let's get back with more of Cavs HQ with Cavalier Legends of Drunas Ilgalskis. Once again, here's your host, Mike Snyder. How hard was it? year by year as you learn the language and just terms of day-to-day -day living it was uh it was hard you know i uh 
you know, I spoke Lithuanian, I spoke Russian, and I spoke German at the time. You know, smart me, I took German in high school instead of English. <laughs> Should have listened to my mom. All my friends took German, so I took German. Your mom wanted English, please. Yeah. Uh, so when I came here, I remember uh, during one of the practices, or was it a game, I forgot, no, Mike Fratello was the coach, and he said something to me, and I understood. I just messed it up once I went on the court. And Mike went crazy. He's like, how can I coach him? He can't even speak English. You got to do something about it. So Wayne and him got me a tour. This, I forgot her name, this really old, nice lady. And she would come here twice or three times a week. And for an hour after practice, she would tour me, like try to teach me about the country's history and more of a cultural aspect. Um, speak to me because a lot of my English was British English from Europe so a lot of words and especially the locker room language that's another <laughs> issue so I had to learn two different there's some universal English, words to speak with my teammates and with the rest of the world um, you know and it was hard I would you know try to skip it sometimes as nice as she was I you know I didn't want to sit there for an hour <laughs> and then it got so bad that actually security wouldn't let me out like when I would leave the building they would knew that the tutor was in the building Wayne told him to take my keys away so they wouldn't let me up the ramp so I have to go back finish my lesson and uh, and do it but uh, it was just step by step more of a process uh, once I learned the language and, and found some friends and you know, city-wise and, and living-wise, I always felt comfortable here. Gee, then your basketball career, though, you're drafted now that first year. We talk about the injury problems, and uh, that first year, you couldn't play. No, I couldn't play. I broke, uh, I broke my foot in Orlando running. Uh, me and Vitaly were doing conditioning drills in Orlando doing the rookie, rookie camp. We were just running, uh, doing some slides outside on the tennis courts, and I just felt like a sharp pain my foot. Uh, knew right away you know went back to cleveland uh, the next day and they did the doctors did all the tests and um you know came back that i broke the same foot that i broken in lithuania before so and you know they scheduled the surgery and uh, <laughs> the first season was lost basically so you really had had the injury problems though that was just this was kind of an ongoing thing for you yeah i uh, i i counted that a day i think from the age 19 to the age 25 which is almost six years, uh, I didn't play for four years. So, you know, it's hard because this is the age usually that you get better as a basketball player because you're young, your body feels good, you can improve, you can work on your game. But, you know, I was rehabbing 80% of the time when I should be working on a basketball game. And I would come back, get it to a point where I can play again and break it again. So it really didn't start playing till, till I was 25 because I can sustain and, you know, have my summers when I can lift weights and shoot and just get better instead of uh, walking on crutches and trying to move my foot and seeing if it hurts again. Uh, so thing it hurt me just from a developing standpoint. Like, I missed a lot of good years where, where, when players get better. I, I didn't, you know, I had to fight through that. And all of it makes a more amazing your career as we go on now. Now, your, your second year here, you play you play every game, Z. You had an outstanding year. Everybody know, that was, was the only season I played until <laughs> I was 25. But uh, What a year that was, though. That was, uh, that was really that was a strange year at first, but it was special because we had so many young players. We had three rookies starting, another couple coming off the bench. Sean Kemp first year here. Um, the team went over, make over, you know, a lot of veterans were traded away or signed as a free agent somewhere else. So we really kind of had to find our new identity. We were younger, 
you know, and Mike Fratello, you know, he's a great coach. He holds your calm, but I'm sure it was frustrating for him at times because he had so many young guys to get it all together. But, you know, it turned out, you know, we messed from a personality standpoint. We played hard. Um, you know, Sean was a really good leader for us. And uh, that was a fun year because, you know, we ended up making the playoffs, which, you know, back in the day, the Eastern Conference was better than it is right now, at least this season. And, uh, you know, just to make the playoffs, I think it was a six-seeded team with three rookies starting. It was an accomplishment. Yeah, and you had a couple of great – I mean, you had the second game in Indiana that year. You nearly had them, and uh, then you come back and win one. That was, that, was, that was very impressive. Now, you come back from that, more injury issues, basically shut you down the next couple of years, right? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think for the next – Three or four years, I maybe played 50 games, 40 games combined. Uh, kept coming back and, and play, played for 10, five games and then break it again and come back and try non-surgical way at first and the foot wouldn't heal and go back and have a surgery again. We'll be back with more of Cavs legend Zadruna Silkowskis right here on the Elk and Elk Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. Labin's Labor Day mattress sale starts now. Sealy Luxury Firm mattress with power base only $6.99. Get a free box spring on most major brands. Plus an extra 15% off Grand Legacy, Stearns & Foster, Serta Perfect Sleeper, and Sealy Posturepedic. Receive up to a $300 Giant Eagle gift card with Tempur-Pedic for up to 72 months no interest. Sealy Firm Queen Sets only $2.99. For the best deals, shop the Labor Day mattress sale now at Levin's. Hey, Dexter, did you ever find that thingy you were looking for on SmartMart? Did I? I found that and a landscape lighting package with some sweet post lamps and all sorts of electrical services, appliance protection, and repair plans. You can also get your trees trimmed. There's a connected home plan with smart thermostats, electric vehicle chargers, and filters. Oh, do they have filters? There's air filters. What Dexter's filters, trying to say filters. is that SmartMart by First Energy has the products and services you need to simplify your life. Pool filters, spa filters, so Shop now filters. at smart-mart.com. K&D proudly invites you to live at one of the seven most desirable addresses downtown. Residences at Hannah, 668, 1717, Leader, Reserve Square, and Stonebridge. Want to live downtown but aren't ready to downsize? Large, spacious suites at residences at Halley will be available for occupancy in the summer of 2018, offering well-designed kitchens, bathrooms, living spaces, and more. You deserve a K&D quality home. Check out everything K&D has to offer downtown and throughout Northeast Ohio at knd.com. Countertop Solutions, a family-owned and operated company, is your one-stop local shop when it comes to countertop replacement. As a direct-buy showroom, they carry a large selection of laminate, solid surface, granite, and engineered stone countertops. Schedule your countertop replacement, and your kitchen can have that championship look again in just one day. Stop in to one of their six showrooms in the Cleveland and Akron areas. Call 866-376-TOPS or visit countertopsolutions.org. Driving in Cincinnati and back is not a practical use of time. Ultimate Air Shuttle is the answer. Fly out of downtown Cleveland's Burke Lakefront Airport, park for free, relax in a private lounge, and then walk onto a luxury 30-seat plane. Arriving in Cincinnati in only 45 minutes. One price includes flight, tax, baggage, snack, and beverage service. The way flying should be. Visit ultimateairshuttle.com for complete details and schedules. VIP travel for the cost of commercial.
Families on the near east side of Cleveland go to Sterling Recreation Center on East 32nd Street for various programs, sports, and more. Now, for the first time in many years, they'll have a fresh space to enjoy. The Cavs in the city officially unveiled the refurbished court during a press conference hosted by Cavs and Arena host Ahmad, Cavs CEO Len Komorowski, and Mayor Frank Jackson as they addressed the crowd, and they were joined by several Cavs legends and team president Nick Barlage. Sterling is the third of 24 recreation centers and high school basketball courts that the Cavs have committed to refurbish in partnership with the city of Cleveland. Cavaliers in the Community is brought to you by Discount Drug Mart. We'll be right back with more of Cavs HQ right after this. Let's get back with more of Cavs HQ with Cavalier legends Adrunas Ilgalskis. Once again, here's your host, Mike Snyder. You never you had to be tired though. People like me asking, "How are you?" Always knowing that they want to know how your foot was. Now you come back. You played. I think it was like 24 games, and the team was playing well. You're 15 and eight, I believe, was the record. Was I think you were in Miami? Right? Yeah, we were in Miami. And uh, and then it goes it goes down again. That had to just be devastating. I remember. Yeah, it was. I was uh, caught the ball on the right block. It was right across the home team bench and did my signature hook and as soon as I landed I just can feel the sharp pain shooting through my foot but this time it was a little different because it it was more almost felt like my foot went numb I knew right away I took myself out and you know and everybody was saying you know we'll see we'll get the test we don't know what it is yet but in my mind I knew it like you when you break something as many times as I did, when it breaks again, you know exactly what it is. Um, nobody knows your body as well as you do. And, you know, this time came back that I shattered the bone, you know, not in one, but I think it was three places. Um, you know, the break went right through the, all the pins and needles that they had. I mean, so it was kind of like, I mean, what else can you do? I mean, you already have five screws in there. You, you missed three years and, you know, you now you just shattered again in three different places so it's you no know, whether you want it or not you, you go home and you start thinking is this it because i mean i can come back another year but why would the result be any different you know you get tired and it's hard to get yourself mentally ready again to go through another round of surgeries and rehab and you know people don't realize when you're on the crutches for a long time you have to learn how to walk again like for me, I couldn't, you know, they couldn't just take me off the crutches when they take me, because I've been there for so long, I wasn't able to walk because my foot was really skinny, all my muscles were gone. So I, you know, like I couldn't hold balance, I couldn't go to stair, like, so they would keep me on the crutches for another month and I would be allowed like to put gradual weight on while I really learn how to walk. Well, now you really learn how to walk, you got to learn how to run again, you got to learn how to do basketball stuff, so it doesn't just come back overnight. It's a long process that people don't see till you come back again. So when you break it again, you know in the back of the mind you got to go back to the point zero and start it all over again. So it was just, you know, if I was going to come back again, something had to be drastically differently done for me. I wasn't going to just have the same, because I just had no faith in it anymore. And, um, you know, thankfully we were able to figure it out. And what they figured out was really an amazing story, right? They, they basically, as I understand it, Z, they reshaped your foot? Yeah, you know, I, uh, me and Dr. Parker, uh, it was right after Dr. Parker, he came in as a new team doctor, uh, and uh, 
kind of helped shape our relationship. He was handed me right away. I mean, here's your steam doctor, here's your medical case. Uh, and we uh, flew all over the country. We saw all the best foot specialists, uh, West Coast, South, you name it. We were there in New York and, uh, you know, talked to them and saw, like, I, you know, I was always a friend with them. I said, unless there is something drastically different you can do for me, I'm, I'm not doing the same thing again to myself. And then uh, our last visit was uh, to Dr. Morrison in Baltimore. He uh, happens to be from South Africa. And, we just hit it off on a personal level really nice. I felt a connection with him. Uh, he had an idea that, you know, if you, uh, he thought why I was having the problems that I was having is because I have a high arches on my feet and because of the size of a human being that I am, when I run, it puts a lot of pressure in the middle of my foot and that's why it's enabled to sustain it. So he thought if uh, he reshaped my foot, it would help me to balance all the stress through my foot when I run. So uh, what his plan was, they would cut the calcaneus bone, which is your heel bone, like a triangle, and they pop it back. They would cut your first metatarsal, and they would release the first metatarsal. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so your foot it goes from being like this to this, and then they would go in and fix what was wrong with it, with the bone that actually was broken. So that's like 12 screws right there. <laughs> And uh, so I said, fine, that's, that sounded good to me. I'm like, at least it's something different. And, uh, you know, so we went through the surgery, which was long. Um, you know, he was a little bit different in his beliefs and medical beliefs. He, I wasn't in, uh, in the ca castle or the crutches a lot, like for a long time. Like he, he let me move around sooner because he didn't want the muscles to atrophy. Uh, it was hard from the standpoint that my foot uh, my right foot got longer by a size than my left foot because they flattened out. So obviously got a little longer. So all you know, all the tendons and everything, they just start stretching. So you had to learn how to balance. You almost walk because your feet were different. So it, you know, for a seven-two guy, that matters for balance and everything. So it just had to learn everything, how to walk again, how to run again, get a different shoes and everything else, different orthotics. Um, this was probably the most painful therapy rehab that I was a part of, I think just because the, the stuff that it was done. So where in the past, when I would do my rehab and coming back to basketball activities, I would not have any pain. It would happen again and I would break it again, but I would be pain-free till that moment. But this was different. This was painful all the way through where I was like, I don't know if I can make it. And then once I came back, it just kind of weird. It just disappeared. The pain disappeared and I was able to, to work through it. So it was a two-year process. I mean, if people remember, they limited my minutes. I uh, couldn't play more than 20 minutes a game. Uh, I didn't practice a lot. There were some games that went into overtime, and my minutes ran out. I couldn't play in overtime. It was frustrating for my teammates and the coaches. Spent the next summer working again, uh, all my skills, and, you know, patience paid off. Sure did. Was there ever a point through it where you said, boy, I'm just, I'm done. I just don't, you know, because you, you'd had one contract. You could have just gone on about life. Was there ever a point where you said, that's, that's it? Was that really the last, the last chance then, that this surgery? I think uh, when I broke in Miami the last time, that's when I really seriously considered, um, you know, just not giving up, but basically just running out of options, you know. I don't think at that point anybody could accuse me of giving up. 
because I tried enough, but at some point, you know, you just get tired. We'll be back with more of Cavs legends Adrunas Silkowskis right here on the Elkanel Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. Driving in Cincinnati and back is not a practical use of time. Ultimate Air Shuttle is the answer. Fly out of downtown Cleveland's Burke Lakefront Airport, park for free, relax in a private lounge, and then walk onto a luxury 30-seat plane. Arriving in Cincinnati in only 45 minutes. One price includes flight, tax, baggage, snack, and beverage service. The way flying should be. Visit ultimateairshuttle.com for complete details and schedules. VIP travel for the cost of commercial. Get back to what's good every morning with Chock Full of Nuts Coffee. Made with only 100% premium roasted coffee beans for a smooth, delicious taste every time. Chock Full of Nuts, just heavenly coffee since 1932. Look for Chock Full of Nuts premium coffee at your local Discount Drug Mart and earn pro points today. Discount Drug Mart, the official drugstore of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Discount Drug Mart saves you the runaround. You'll find everything you if you're a Clevelander like me, Jimmy Hanlon, then you know how many great eateries there are. But I bet you don't know who has the best fried chicken sandwich in the land, the Rustic Grill. The crispy, juicy chicken coated in buttermilk delivers just a hint of spice, cooled and contrasted perfectly by the house-made coleslaw and pickles topping it off. Finish it with bacon and cheddar, all housed between a buttery toasted bun, and you will have every foodie's ultimate sandwich. Swing by the Rustic Grill at Stonewater on Wood Club Drive in Highland Heights. Who knows? I might just see you there. It's time for some basketball at the game, on TV, even online. Spectrum TV has over 200 channels available, including all your basketball favorites, so you can see every shot, assist, and block in high definition. And with Spectrum TV, you also get access to the Spectrum TV app, so you can watch a game in any room on multiple devices. Spectrum TV, it's the ultimate slam dunk. Call 844-352-2999 and get Spectrum now. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Levin's Labor Day mattress sale starts now. Sealy Luxury Firm mattress with power base only $6.99. Get a free box spring on most major brands. Plus an extra 15% off Grand Legacy, Stearns & Foster, Serta Perfect Sleeper, and Sealy Posturepedic. Receive up to a $300 Giant Eagle gift card with Tempur-Pedic for up to 72 months no interest. Sealy Firm Queen Sets only $2.99. For the best deals, shop the Labor Day mattress sale now at Levin's. Let's get back to more of Cavs HQ with Big Z. Once again, here's your host, Mike Snyder. I guess I could have made a lot of money if I'd have bet on you back then to be the all-time leader in games played for the Cavaliers. Couldn't I have? You would have had good odds. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit some odds. Uh, is, is that uh, you know, the all-time leading rebounder, all-time shot blocker, all-time offensive rebounder? Is there any one of those that's, that, that makes you most proud? I think the game is played because I couldn't play for so long. So for me, I always knew if I could play, I could produce at some level. So all the rebounding and block shots and points, those are nice, but to me, to me is the games because that means you're actually running on a court with your teammates and you stay healthy. Uh, and to play the most in the franchise history, you know, it's, uh, it's special, especially considering where I came from. Um, but, you know, all those, sometimes people say the personal accolades doesn't matter. The, they do matter because you work for them and you hard. So you appreciate what you accomplished. You appreciate what your teammates accomplished, what they're going through. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's ultimate team goal to win a championship. But, you know, people, guys work hard for those things that they accomplish along the way. So 
you know, maybe not right away, but you, you know, you should sit back and enjoy it. Well, you were a two-time All-Star as well, so we're talking about a high level of play, not only just playing those games. And then some winning finally arrived. It was, uh, it was a fun era, Z. Uh, uh, is there a time that you remember the most, was the happiest moment for you, or a special game, or that moment that all that you'd gone through, you loved Cleveland, you know, your, your, your family's here and all of that then, was there one time that stands out the most? I think one would be Detroit in the Eastern Conference Finals. That was just to see the city so elated. Um, we couldn't beat those guys for so long, and they were in our division, and it was the battles, and, you know, this team's never been to the NBA Finals, and this and that, and nobody really expected that year for us to go to the Finals. It felt like it's a little bit too early. Um, we got a little bit lucky as the playoff seating got seated at the last day of the regular season, but you know, we weren't the most talented team that year. I agree with people by that. But if you look at our statistics, we played as a team. Like we were top three or top five defensively. We were number one defensively in the playoffs. And you can all accomplish that if you play together as a team. So other than LeBron, we didn't have superstar or star. But we had good players that fit their roles. We were well coached. And... Uh, you know, just to see that city, people celebrating on the streets and just happy. I know there wasn't a championship, but there was a huge step for the city and this team just to be in the finals and uh, get out of the Eastern Conference. And so I think that's the most, that's the most I was, that's the happiest I was when I wore the Cavs uniform was that that playoff run all the way till the end. You know, unfortunately, I couldn't win. It was a, a special time, a special career. The fans of have always loved you here. Z, just being around Northeast Ohio, 7-3, you can't really hide when you go out. You've obviously liked the community. The people have reached out to you. And, uh, and I think some of the things with you, people should know about. You've got a great sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, so my wife sometimes calls it a sarcasm. But <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm not the most talkative guy. And, and the people that get to know me, you know, I can be quiet for five hours and they, say something whether it's funny or, or sarcastic for another five minutes or I'm more of a jab guy I'm not the, I'm not the yapper um, you know but uh, you know, from all the guys that play the coaches I got along with my, everybody I mean I, the other day I was thinking like somebody asked me like who didn't you like playing with and I'm like well they couldn't come up like some guys we might not agree or something but I, I couldn't like even the teams that we lost so many games for me, with all the injury history, you know, I was still able to enjoy it. So it's, uh, you know, the city has, has been special in my life. As far as, is there an opponent that got under this, under your skin the most? I think Shaq was not under my skin, but he was the hardest to play against. Like, the, the night before you play Shaq, you make sure you got your rest and went to bed early and everything else because you knew you had a load. I mean just physical specimen that he was. I mean, people forget how good he was in his heyday. You, we don't have those right now, guys. We just don't that size and athletic. We'll be back with more of Cavs legend Zadruna Silkowskis right here on the Elk and Elk Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. More with Cavs legend Big Z right here on the Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. Finally, you're going to join the new team there with, with, with your jersey and the Raptors. 
with the likes of Austin Carr and Mark Price. So uh, that's a team with you'll be with forever, Z. Uh, you, you know what? <laughs> My youngest one asked me the other day. He goes, "Well, you're gonna." He can't understand the George hanging. He's like, "He said, well, how long is it gonna be there?" I'm like, "Well." It's just going to be there forever. He goes, really? He goes, even when you die? I go, yeah. I go, it's just what happens. So, and it never hit me till then. I'm like, well, it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's permanent. It's part of the history. And uh, to be that fortunate to know the road that I had to take, which wasn't the easiest road. And um, I think the most gratifying thing for me, it's, it's the George is great and everything else, but the relationships that I made throughout the year with people, uh, more importantly, like I found a home, a new home. You know, I left uh, Lithuania. I was 20 years old. I was just a kid. I was 20 going on 15. I was immature. Like I was not like today's kids are much more mature than I was. You know, I was. I lived with my mom and dad. I was protected. I played basketball. I haven't seen much of the world. So just take take that road through all the ups and downs and and, and arrive with the retirement jersey and and you know have the have the place that I can call home. I think that was like my family. I'm raising my family. I live in my life here. So that's that was more important. Well, that's uh, that's that's all part of it, Z. That's why that jersey is going to be there forever. Well, I, I should ask you, number 11, was that just assigned to you? Or was that a number of meaning to you uh, when uh, when you got it? You know, I played number nine in Lithuania as number 11 was taken. Uh, it was part of the history. In Lithuania, it was kind of, if you were center, you were given the number 11. Part of it was because all the good centers that we had, including Sabonis, played with that number, so it was almost like passing the torch. Uh, and when I got here, you know, when they asked me, I just, it's a cool number, it makes sense. And that's Andy's number, Andy won. He said he would have worn it if it wasn't there <laughs> when he came in, because he wore number 11 coming through. So it's, uh, just thought it was a good number, um, but there was no necessarily special meaning behind it. Now it is. <laughs> a couple of things then I get you know, to touch on, Z. Yeah. When you look back on your life, what would you like people to know of you? And they say, they talk about Zadrunas Jogalskis. They're like, what would you like people to say about you? Um, that's a tough question. Uh, I think that I was a good person. Um, took my craft seriously, um, treated people like I wanted to be treated, admitted my mistakes when I was wrong and learned from them, which is more important. Uh, I think more than basketball player, the more of accomplishment, if they would say that I succeeded as a husband and as a father, when it's time to go, that would mean more than a basketball player. Basketball is just a small part of my life, great. And I enjoyed it, but you know, I'm only 38, so hopefully <laughs> I have more time left and there are more chapters to written down and kids to be raised. So that's, that's my main focus. All that history, that, so not all of mom's part will come in now, right? All that learning. Another thing, too, and I, and I really do want to ask it in the uh, kind of missed it, I guess, but the fans, Z, you've had this connection with the fans, I think almost from day one here. What would you like to say to those fans uh, of you and of the Cavaliers? Thank you, you know, thank you from the bottom of my heart. It's just, you know, the fans were one of the main reasons why I kept fighting back. Um, people, you know, from the first day, like, 
when I landed in Cleveland for the first time, like there was a Lithuanian, Cleveland Lithuanian community meeting me, you know, they took me, I wanted to go to a hotel because I was tired, but they dragged me to the to their uh, facility. And then, you know, people that I met throughout my life living here, you know, not a lot of people know, but I lived downtown for a long time, three, four years, you know, before I moved to the suburbs. So um, all the friends that I made, I mean, I have so many friends, there's nothing to do with basketball from all corners of my life. Um, just, uh, you know, I think I was the right fit at the right time. Uh, the city has a lot of Eastern European influences, a lot of Polish people, a lot of Lithuanian, a lot of Ukrainian, Slovenian. So seeing one of their own, come here and, you know, and be able to play, you know, if you can't play, it wouldn't matter, but being able to play to a degree and be successful, I think that helped. Um, just think the way I carried myself and, you know, this is not a city where you come in pumping your chest or, try, you know, like I always tell guys, like, this is different here, this is not LA, and different in a positive way, you have to work hard, you have to play hard. People will accept losing to some degree if they see you trying and things get better, but they will not accept hot dogging and, and not playing hard, not working. I said, this is not going to work. I said, because people go to factories, they have life, like they have hard lives. So, so they're not going to see kids making millions of dollars not trying. So that was, when I played, I always used to, you know, used to tell guys, that this, you know, this is a great city. I said, but they will hold you accountable. You cannot be fake in this city. You got to be true to yourself, and I think they appreciated that. You know, when I missed a shot or, or whatever, it wasn't the end of the world, or I had a good game or bad game. I would always come back with the same energy and the same effort the next night. Uh, you know, I mean, I've been thrown out of so many games. Like I said, I'm not a. Yeah, you got the you got the all-time record in that category yeah, too. Yeah, so you know, I wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't like a uh, you know Boy Scout by the book. You know, I I had some rough runs. So, but I think that's all part of the history. They enjoy it. They seen it that it doesn't come from a bad place. It comes from a right place. And you know, I played with emotions on my sleeve. And you know, but bottom line, I tried the hardest, and they were always always very. Very rewarding, whether you know on the streets or anywhere else. You know, uh, millions of times. How is your feet? How no matter how sick or tired was of that, and whether it's helping with one thing, helping with another thing, it's just uh, you know, it's uh, it's been it's been a really, really, really good fit. I uh, I came in here almost looking for home because I knew if I was a successful basketball player, I'm going to have to, you know, I'm not going to live in Lithuania for a long time and my life is going to change. I'm going to have to move on. And I found a home. And um, the home is not only for me now, for my kids and my wife and my family. So it's just, uh, that's a good ending. Well, well, Z, I started out our conversation congratulating you. I'm going to do that again as we conclude tonight. And, and it's very fitting. Anyone that has really seen you play, maybe listen to us talk today to know that no one else for the Cavaliers should ever wear number 11 again. Congratulations. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for listening to Cavs HQ. We'll be back next Sunday at a special time, 11 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network.